Yoga. I love yoga. So welcome to Rorick Knows Podcast. I'm Dr. Rod Rorick. I love yoga. I do yoga three, four times a week. It helps me cleanse my mind, my body, and helps my core. So I thought it'd be great in this season to talk about yoga and why it's so important. And so we're honored to have Julie Bach with us, a lifestyle yoga expert uh, with us from Colorado. Julie, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's, Honored to be here. It's my pleasure. So, Julie, tell me a little bit about, you know, how yoga has changed your life and, and how you got involved in yoga. Sure. Um, for me, I was a type A personality, and I still can be a type A personality. I don't think you change. But, I don't think you no, change. <laughs> you can. But go, 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 fragmented mind. Um, and a great example would be when I would pick my children up from school, and, you know, they cut PE a lot. So I'd try to be on the phone. They'd be in the car. I'd yell at them. And then by just breathing before they got into the car, it changed my relationship with my children, right? I wasn't mean mommy anymore. I was a more compassionate, nicer person to them. So for me, it started with having a good relationship with my mind and emotions, and then having a good relationship with my children and coworkers. So yoga was just a way to try and get off that hamster wheel. Um, and I think a lot of people can identify with that right now with, uh, you know, post pandemic. Strip that down. I love what you just said. Uh, so strip down yoga to its bare essentials, which is, I think is, is what you did. So what does yoga mean and what does it mean to you and how, how can you turn other people on to yoga? Because, you know, the, yoga has so many different meanings to so many different people. And it did to me, too. You know, and I don't, a lot of people used to say, oh, I'm doing yoga. And I was, but, you know, I do it because it's an essential part of my being now, especially for my core as a surgeon, it helps keep my core very, very healthy and straight and also my mind clean and clear. So so break down yoga from your perspective. You know, you're a lifestyle expert in yoga. So let me start with uh, a few different data points and let's see how they just come together for you. So the first would be what is the meaning of yoga? And yoga means union of yourself with the divine, however you define the divine to be uh, in your own spiritual or religious concept. A second way to look at it would be, I know Russia is not a popular topic right now, but if you think of the Russian dolls, they're nested. So you have the big doll, and then you take off the big doll, then you have another doll underneath, right? So when we talk about the asana, the movement, the core that you just spoke about, that is the grossest level, the most physical level of who and what you are. So yoga can meet you there. And after a while, you may want to explore a little deeper and then peel off a layer. And eventually you get down to that little doll that's inside your essence. And that is in, in reality what yoga is. It, it doesn't have to be a religion. It's just union with yourself, union with the divine. Right. It's one with you or you with one. And, I, and that's really what. You know, I didn't actually, my, my daughter, who's a ballerina, turned me on to it because it's a great way, you know, obviously for exercising and staying fit, but 
I found, and I do a form of yoga sculpt, and it really just, it helps release a lot of the, your tensions from the day, but also helps to straighten your core. And it just got, it has so many different things with so many different people. And it's different for everybody. And I think that's what's so good, I think, because I think it has meaning for every one of us. When you get to the mat, it's different for everybody. And it doesn't matter, you know, the poses aren't as important as just being there and kind of letting go, don't you think? Yeah. So the yoga teacher training that I took a long time ago was called Life of a Yogi. Mm -hmm. Right. So we learned we don't have a, a body for dummies, you know, book that, you know, or a manual like a car has a manual. So in a way, yoga is teaching you how your mind operates, how it operates with your emotions, but also, you know, hydration and sleep and, and eating well. And, you know, maybe you're sensitive to caffeine. So m many times yoga will say cut the caffeine at first so you can see what your natural state is. And so um, that's where yoga can become a lifestyle, uh, certainly weaving in a lot of the pillars of wellness that people talk about now, right? But it doesn't have to be. It can be a form of outer exercise. It can be a form of inner exercise, right? Inner size, mm -hmm. or it can be both. Right. So you said it helped you in, in, uh, when your kids were growing up, it helped you kind of be a better mother. Tell me more about that. Tell me. Yeah. So, you know, I thought at first I would take my kids to yoga class, right? Go to yoga, you'll feel better. And, and a teacher I worked with said, they're not going to do yoga until you do yoga, right? You have to demonstrate, um, you know, how, how it is changing your life so that, they're curious about it. So I have two boys. Um, so we used to practice yoga together in different capacities. Uh, one would be, and I'm pretty flexible, you know, I'm 55, but still can get both legs behind my neck. So wow. I would uh, take a book, a, a yoga pose book from, from my teacher. And I'd say, let's choose a pose, any pose, doesn't matter to me, just choose one. And then we, we had to do it together. Right. So one was about the flexibility of the body. And you'll appreciate this is that uh, yoga says you're as flexible as your spine is flexible. Right. You're as healthy as your spine is flexible. So right. if you're stiff, you're going to have a stiff outlook toward everything, but also your body's not going to function very well. And so that's why often we start on the outer portion. So that's where I started with my kids was on that. And then when they'd have friends over that would have a nightmare or whatever, we'd sit and we'd, you know, breathe and not sing in Kumbaya or anything, but doing a few little breaths together and demonstrating how the breath can control the body, can control the mind so their friends could sleep better. So sometimes they would wake me up and tell me, my friend had a nightmare. Can we go breathe? Sure. No problem. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I've never used yoga to sleep, but it certainly, I feel more calm when I leave yoga class, even though I'm sometimes exhausted, I feel so calm. And it's always that last shavasana where it's hard to actually get up and leave. And I think that's kind of when you reach your nirvana. So, I mean, for me personally, but it's different for everybody. I mean, it's, it's different, but I think, I think the things we want to tell people that are listening is 
should they do it and how should they start? And I think you're so right about, you know, actions speak louder than words. You know, our kids especially, and you know, you can tell them all you want, but unless you do it, they won't do it. I mean, you got to show them that you're doing it and then they'll do it. And I think, so tell us, where, where would you start? If you're a, a yoga neophyte or thinking about it, mm-hmm. where would you start? I think there's a few different entryways and, and yoga can be a very big umbrella, right? right. So there's different paths. Um, if we're just talking about the movement path, um, certainly getting to know your body is one aspect and exploring different kinds of practices. So what you talked about, let me touch on that for a moment, is understanding what you are. And that is that our bodies are, are meant to be calm. Right. And so we junk it up with caffeine. We junk it up with sugar. We junk it up with a lot of different things, thoughts, emotions. And the reason that many people have this this beautiful calmness, as you talked about, but then often people want to go to sleep afterward. And the reason they want to go to sleep is because they never touch on that that point of being so calm. Right. Which is the point that you should be making any important decision is when you're calm, right? So if, if I'm coming to you as a surgeon, I don't want the guy that's vegged out like this, right? I want you coherent, your mind, your body, your nervous system, so that you can scan what's going on in the environment in my body and choose the right tool and do what you need to do, right? So part of it is understanding what somebody's looking for in yoga. Some people are, you know, needing to calm down So a yoga nidra is more of a relaxation with props that works quite well for many people. Some people, because they don't get enough exercise, they need that movement, right? And sometimes you need the harder movements uh, to feel like you're getting a workout. And eventually the mind starts to calm down and then you might want to explore more things. For some people, I work with people who are bedridden, right? So for people who are bedridden, need to make sure you can see. So maybe someone's in a hospital bed or they're older, right? So now it's just joint movements, but this is yoga, right? This is all yoga. right? So it depends where somebody is and what those levers are that they're looking for. And so right now, yoga has been very helpful for calming the body. That's like neophyte 101 of yoga. So that can be movement, whether it's a class like you described, it could be a walking meditation. It could be learning how to do just basic diaphragmatic breathing to slow down the heart rate, heart rate variability to be able to be more calm. So it that might be a good place to start. Now, for those people who are very calm and don't move at all, well, then there's different kinds of breathing practices to get some energy flowing, right? And to move, right? So part of that, and that happens when we're older too, as we become a little more lethargic, you might need a different kind of practice. So I would experiment with knowing your personality type, knowing what your body might need. And as you get to do yoga, you're more familiar with with the impact of it and then experimenting like for me i can't do a yoga practice after 7 p.m my i'm awake then i i'm i've got too much energy so my asana my physical movement practice has to be very early in the morning for me 
And then to calm my mind before I go to bed is more of what you described, Shavasana or Yoga Nidra. And I'm just laying there, my legs on a chair and just breathing. And that's yoga. And that's preparing my mind to go to bed. Yep. I think that's a great explanation. I, you know, and I agree. I actually, I like yoga in the morning because for me, it helps me to clear, clear the air, help me focus for the day. And it really, really helps you do that. And, and, and I think it is different for everybody, you know, and I go in very goal oriented. And then I, I try also to let my mind just kind of become very clear and you know being mindful i mean that's so hard to do is to let go and usually by the end of that 60 minutes i can let go and it's really it's kind of like you know you're you're saying man that's a nirvana and it kind of drives you and focuses you so so different and i guess until you really do yoga uh it took me about six months to do get to that level in in what i do I'm a slow learner, I guess, but it really has become an essential part of my workout. I mean, I, I work out, but I think that has really been essential, especially as a plastic surgeon, where I have to make make sure that I keep my physical core really well, you know, my C-spine, my, my upper and lower back very, very fit, because otherwise, you know, it's detrimental to, to what I do and how I do it. So... To me, it's been an essential part. It's kind of a harmony of work-life balance and making it all very synchronous. And that's what I like about it. That's beautiful. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a long practice. Um, it can be just a five-minute practice a few times a day, right? Yep. Just any time you visit that calmness, your body over time wants to visit it more. And, and you don't, you might find that you're bending over to pick something up and all of a sudden you're in a pose too. Yep. The body just starts to have a muscle memory. And so really it's getting out of here and dropping in and getting into the body. So many of us don't live in this body. You know, we don't realize, oh, you know, that little knee pain or whatever. Like we, people don't realize that their body is constantly communicating to them because we're in a, we're in here. Right. So it's a great way for just getting to know yourself on a completely different level. And then you can understand how to care for yourself right. because, you know, you're understanding your body and your mind much better. Yep. No, well said. I agree. It really does help you understand your body because, you know, sometimes your body gives you some warning signs, you know, when you start having a little pain, like I know if I have any type of ache or something, I know I need to get to my level of shavasana or i need to get to some level where i can make it comfortable and i do that with morning postures in you know three to five minutes in the morning and before i do anything before i have coffee before i even look at you know my instagrams or anything so i think it's a really good thing to kind of start the day and even end the day it's a calming effect and i think that is an essential part of starting to listen to yourself i mean i'm a type a you know i don't think and you certainly are but i i know i'm a type a and i always have been a type a so it's hard to listen to your self echo and um and you know now i'm starting to do that i mean it sounds wow i'm listening to my own self and my own body i didn't do that for many years and that's probably why you know i abused my body because you know we would be so focused on life and practice and work and you know, all the things that 
that make 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 you who you are. And I think that's it's important to kind of look inward so you can, you know, express yourself better and feel better. Don't you yeah. think? I mean, and I think even even if you think of food, so in, in, in yoga, when we when we eat uh, fruits and vegetables, right, it's very much like eating the colors of the rainbow, right? So we tend to want what's called sattvic. We want very yeah. calming foods uh, for the body, so like no white breads and and you know yeah. popcorn, but but eating foods that are going to build you know, good cells in the body and build good tissues and build good muscles. And, you know, we forget that relationship with our food, right? A lot of times we just eat just to get full, but even from that standpoint, just paying attention to how foods feel in your body, putting the, these guys away when we eat, right? What does that raisin taste like? What does this food taste like? Right. Instead of just shoving it in your mouth. Right. Just uh, or racing because you got 15 minutes. So eating quickly at your desk is it's better just, you know, not to eat a full meal like that. So, again, like just understanding that when your body is calm, you actually can absorb the minerals and all the vitamins in your food. Then when you're stressed out, you can't absorb anything in fight or flight. Yeah, that's that's well said. So. Julia, how would you summarize for someone now that we've captured their interests? So they say, okay, I want to do it. How, where do I start? What do I do? I mean, do I read a book or do I go to a class? I mean, I have my own opinion about that. So what, what do you tell people? Yeah. What do you tell people? I think part of it depends on how you learn, how you learn best. So I work primarily with beginners. Um, there's many beginner classes out there. And so you have to try different styles. Some, some styles are hot, some chant more, some are like really hard. So you have to find and don't quit after the first one going, I don't know what that was. Okay. Well, that's part of yoga is being open enough to, to explore. Right. So I prefer either starting with a beginner class or doing a one-on-one private with somebody to understand what is yoga? How does my body work? How does my body function? Um, how could yoga be beneficial for me? So that is where I would start. You can start a lot of people do online, which is fine too. Just making sure that you take any precautions, um, with any inversions, which would be things like putting your head down or, you know, um, headstands or shoulder stands. It's best to work with a teacher because then they can adjust for your body. Right. So that's primarily where I would start. And usually it's like one time a week, sometimes twice a week. And the beginner series are three to four weeks and they go through the basic poses. And what a lot of people don't like, especially those that have been doing home practices for a while, very complicated. They don't like going back to the basics, but when you go back to the basics, you learn the right way to hold yourself where maybe you develop some bad practices doing it online. So if you start, basic, really good posture, um, the poses will be more beneficial for you because you won't be stressing areas that are already weakened. Yeah. I think that's great advice. You know, when I started, I did all the different types of yoga and all the hot yoga and all of the, and I didn't like most of them. It was my daughter who said, you know, you would like sculpt. And it was because it combines things that I, you know, I like doing physical things, but I also like doing things that 
help relax you. And also, it doesn't have the impossible yoga poses, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm in there with the 20 and 30 year olds, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness!" But, but I think it really helps to help you focus. So I think that's good advice. I know during COVID, when we couldn't go to classes or have personal classes, I mean, the online is okay, but it's not great. I mean, it was okay since I've been doing yoga for a while, but you're right. If you're starting online yoga as a beginner, it probably is not, you should get, you know, I like to be in a room. I'm an extrovert. I like to be in a room with others and you can learn from others. And and doing the one-on-one is good too. Because then the yoga teacher can say, hey, that was not a good way to do that pose. You know, in fact, that hurts your back, you know. And so, I mean, these are all things that I think are very important. Well, today I actually went to somebody else's class at lunchtime because I'm writing another book. And um, my mind was just jumbled and I didn't want to be the teacher. So I went for social and I did a restorative yoga. So more just relaxing, some deep breathing, being supported with props and pillows. And it was great. And when I came back, I was nice and calm and I could pick it up again. So middle of the afternoon or the three o'clock slump when people like to take sugar caffeine, that could be your first yoga class. That would be a great time. Maybe, or if you're having a difficult time sleeping, right? Take a restorative class before bed and and see how how that does for you. Yeah, that's a great idea. Great idea. So, well, okay, final thoughts. Uh, And I really appreciate the time you've taken to really share us with some incredible pearls about yoga. I've learned a lot from you. (laughs) And it's kind of reinvigorating to hear, you know, others talk about how it's been really a spiritual way of changing your life. It certainly has started to do that for me. But I'm, I'm a slow learner. I started late doing that. And you've been doing it for a long time, right? A long time. 22 years. Yeah. Oh, God. A long time. You know, the mind, yoga is having a good relationship with the mind, right? And so um, if you can remember that if your mind is disturbed, you have no business disturbing somebody else's mind. So this is where. I love it. Again, with my son, my son's my guru, uh, it was in the car with him. And I don't know, I had an angry thought, right? And he's in elementary school. And we had a nice conversation until this angry thought entered in. And then emotionally, right, I went with the thought. And then I, you know, I went at, at my son. And he's like, I don't know what you just thought about, but that wasn't nice what you just did to me. So could you go take your thought over there? And, you know, a fifth grader doesn't really talk to their mom wow. that way. But, but it did help me see what what was going on in my mind had an impact with his so if your mind is disturbed then tend to that and don't disturb somebody else and and that's the best way really to explain yoga and lastly yeah the dalai lama or anyone that you see meditating they have thoughts right so everybody thinks oh when i'm meditating or i'm doing yoga i'm not going to have any thoughts and i can control my thoughts no the thoughts are going to continue. They're going to continue till you die. It's what is your relationship to that thought? Can you let that thought float by? Or is it like a fish where you're going to be hooked 
right? And now all I'm doing is I'm thinking of that thought. And so that's the deeper aspects and it can show up on the mat. Every day your practice is different. Yesterday you did that pose great. And today you're wobbling all over the place and you're yelling at yourself internally. And you, you know, and that helps you to see how do you react to different things? Because every moment, from moment to moment, you're, you're different, yeah. right? That's so beautiful. And that's so true because some days I go, I, I can't get it right. And, and that's okay. That's okay. That's great. Completely well, thank okay. you so much for joining thank me. You. It's so great. And uh, please leave us your comments and thoughts and, you know, tell us what you'd like to hear more about yoga. I'd love to have you back. Thank Thanks. you so much for sharing that with You're me. Welcome. Okay. Thank you. you. My pleasure. You bet.